Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I'm not asking for a penny. I'm not asking for a handout. And I'm going to continue to charge on. And I'm not going to be bullied. It's not the American way. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Dimly lit room, etc., etc. It's Friday, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Barber of Vacaville. He's like the Barber of Seville, but uh, a little less artsy. There's a barber in Vacaville, California, getting a lot of attention. He is saying he is going to defy the authorities. He's will, he will not respect their authority. And he is going to stay open with many precautions. He's going to cut hair, damn it, because he's got to feed himself. And if I had hair, I would go there and get it cut. You have hair. I do. Stand up for the right thing. I, I hear he's completely booked. Yeah, which is interesting. A lot of people making a political stand by booking a barber who's defying the orders, which will probably ruin his business. He'll probably be fined out of existence. Uh, one of the great constitutional lawyers of our time, Tim Sandifer, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, texted me yesterday, can you believe this? And then he used a swear word, oh, and no. I don't Boy, appreciate it. It's salty language. He's a man of letters. I, yeah. Well, the letters were S-H-I. <laughs> <laughs> a man of four letters. <laughs> That's, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, he, uh, he pointed out uh, that the government of Cal Unicornia has decided no haircuts again. Including outdoors. Some barbers, hairstylists have said, we'll do it outdoors where it's safe. No, 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 no. I said no haircutting. So they're forbidding that adaptation. Putting independent, self-employed people at risk of poverty. Though they will assure his, his honor, Gavin Mussolini, that they will keep their customers and themselves safe. And they, they get no unemployment. They're self-employed. It's awful. Right, and they have great incentive to do a good job of keeping people from getting the COVID, as the uh, the Vacaville barber said. Um, if people start getting COVID at my barbershop, nobody comes anymore. Right. And I'm out of work. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're as motivated as anybody. And we've, we've gotten so many emails from people that, I don't get what you're doing. You guys don't make any sense. So you're saying the business should get to stay open, but people ought to wear masks? They're, they're completely different situations. Well, and one's related to the other. And one helps the other. Right. One of the most basic rights you have is to start and own and run a business, your own property, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the government government taking that away from you for very sketchy reasons. Right. The constitutional phrase, the pursuit of happiness, does not refer to being cheerful and having a good time. They meant economic success. But if everybody were a mask, it would be a lot easier to keep these businesses open. Anywho. I was staring at my phone. Were you doom scrolling? 
What's doom scrolling? It's wow, a phrase that I found uh, just the other day. I got an article. We'll talk about it later. That's a good one. That yeah. is good. Yeah. It's wow. a tips on how to snap out of doom scroll. I don't think I doom scroll. That's good. I, I have a guess what it is, and I don't think I do that. I have, a, I have a horrible habit of, well, I'm, I'm about to go to bed in five minutes. Let's uh, let's doom scroll a little <laughs> bit right before I head into slumber. Wow. Yeah. It's funny. Man, I got to stop that. My, yeah. wife, my wife and I do that with our son and his medical problems. It's like, you know, one of the few times we ever get to talk when he's not around is uh, like at night before bed, and that's when you're discussing, you know, the heaviest situations and health problems, and that's similar to doom scrolling. It's like, how about we, how are we supposed to go to bed after this conversation? Let's find a different time to talk about. This. Yeah, I hear that. Um, but I was not doom scrolling. I was just looking for stuff to talk about. I was going through my various things that I check on my phone before. So I, I get off the elevator. And I'm just kind of sauntering, and watching my phone over to the door here, standing there. Finally, get done. I look at my okay. It's time for the show to start. Check. Okay, I better go in. I'm on the third floor. <laughs> Whoops. I'm on the other. I'm on a different floor. We're, we're on the fifth. My keys not working. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a. I thought that was hilarious. You know, I've heard people mocked for uh, running into poles or getting hit by cars or whatever. But I, right. I was in a completely different environment. Yeah. You know, once I snapped out of my doom scrolling, right? It was clear I was on a different floor. But different uh, paneling, everything. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Uh, modern man. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. I'm, I'm lucky. They've got bouncers in some of those businesses. Because yeah, there's financial places in the Yeah, center. could have clubbed you down. Yeah, when I'm trying to, trying to get in the door. And I've I... gotten a couple licks in myself. <laughs> <laughs> how are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing well. Um, how do you, all three of you, how do you guys like your meat cooked? Medium, medium well. Well, what what meat? Well, um, first of all, anybody who wants their meat medium well should should just drive into an abutment. <laughs> Well, wow. the, the are we talking you, about beef here? I'm, yes, just, I I'm insulted beef. that you even ask that question. I mean, that's I, fine. Why did you, the scale start at medium? Yeah, exactly. Why did the scale start at I'm never going to eat it? <laughs> medium or medium well? Another question. Why are you yelling at poor Michael? <laughs> I, I, so, anyway, uh, number one, I meat. Will, what do you mean? Do you mean like right, ground I will reveal turkey? A secret. No, I, I filet mignon. Oh, oh, oh nice filet. Wow, so, wow. I, I want to know how you want it cooked because I want to make sure that everybody has... You know exactly how they want it. The so. only way, medium rare. Exactly. I Unless let, it's a little on the rare side, I'll say that's fine. I wouldn't let anybody come to my wedding who orders a steak medium well. A fillet too. I mean, like with the fillet in particular, I'm I'm medium rare, but ideally it's like five percent under medium sure, rare. Sure, not exactly. quite right. rare. Yeah, but, I okay. wish there were ten grades yeah. and oh, they could always I get would it right. Dial yeah. it right. Yeah. I think Michael, anybody shape. orders it medium well or well, uh, say here's your medium well steak. Bam! Right off their forehead. <laughs> Bounce that fillet right off their dome. Or if they check the card medium well, you just got to send back. Oh, we decided not to get married. <laughs> just just get, invite them. Yeah. Just give them a hot pocket instead. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Piece of shoe leather. See if they notice. <laughs> just cut off a hunk of your shoe. Put it on their plate. Save you some money. Okay, well, I did my part in wedding planning. Or, so I know where you're getting married. There are a lot of squirrels around there. Just I'll shoot you some dead squirrels, all right? You can just slap those on the plate. Here, eat this. And dang, anytime I this is I mean I realize this is a first word world problem. They do not worry about this in North Korea or Syria. But uh when I bite into a burger or a steak and it's, you know, it's done, yeah. done, it's just ah, you die a little bit. Like I you know, I'll eat it. There's a grieving process. <laughs> This could have been so good if it had been taken off the grill like three minutes earlier. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was on this day in our history, 1937. One of the most iconic laughs in the history of, uh, well, just television, uh, made his debut on the uh, the Looney Tunes. <laughs> and Wes, 
The long arm of the war is reaching out and closing in on you, you spooey wabbit. <laughs> I think that, along with Peter Griffin's, <laughs> are, are the top two laughs in, in anim- certainly animated history. Back when Omer Fudd was allowed to carry a gun. It was the yeah, Wild West. Yeah. yeah, just has various slicing devices. Uh, yeah, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, July 17th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. The original Elmer Fudd was just a big obese guy. He was not the beloved uh, character that we know and love, who's kind of pleasantly round and all. He was just a big, dumb-looking, fat guy. Yeah, that's right. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's begin then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Your soul doesn't stop at the edge of your skin. It's one big soul, and we're all sharing it. Okay, I expect to hear more of that later. I was just thinking, if I didn't need a key to get into the office, how far would I have gone looking at my phone? Would I have walked into a different place of work, like it's completely <laughs> different business, gone down a similar hall, walked in an office, sat down? Started making coffee. Exactly. It's so like 10 o'clock before Pete by realized, hey, I don't even work here. Maybe somebody would hand you a file and you'd get to work on it. Who knows? Yeah. I'll have that done by noon. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, very nice. Yeah, the folks are, are weighing in. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Good stuff. And uh, I think we have a little something called Clips of the Week since it's Friday, which is right. very exciting. Yes, indeed. That's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. You know what I was reading while I was wandering the halls on a different floor was uh, uh, portions of Attorney General Barr's speech yesterday about China. Oh, yeah, he brought it. It is official now. It is official now. And other people have said it, but it's official now. China is asshole. We are in a Cold War with China. We are fully on in a Cold War with China, just like we were with the Soviet Union. It's headed in that direction. I think we are fully there. As someone who hasn't necessarily lived through one of those, could we define what that is later? Probably talk about that later as we play portions of Attorney General Barr's speech. Excellent mailbag. Coming up in a moment or two. Ooh, that was close. Right now, though, we need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. President and his administration are messing with the health of our children. So here's a new one that I'm already sick of. Designer masks. It's medical equipment, not a handbag. I don't want to live in a world where Yeezy has a winter collection of N95s. He needs to focus on the presidency. (laughs) Taxes! Which allows gyms and movie theaters to open to the public. So either way, you're going to see Mark Wahlberg. According to experts, during the first round of school closures, American children were set back on average by seven months in their reading and math learning. I think if we could get everybody to wear a mask right now, I really do think over the next four, six, eight weeks, we could bring this epidemic under control. Called Doomtown, the buildings and their contents will test the effect of the bomb at distances ranging from one to two miles. And if you're gonna make that Resolute desk in the middle of a pandemic. They're selling beans. 
um, these people could have done an incredible amount of harm. And uh, maybe they still can. We don't really full, fully know yet. We're just lucky this didn't happen on like November 1st, November 2nd. Shark Week's main event, Tyson versus Jaws, Sunday, August 9th on Discovery. <laughs> Someone's gonna get bit. Shark Week is like that uh, that uncle you loved when you were a little kid and he'd throw the ball with you and always had a funny line and the rest of it. Now he's a degenerate drunk <laughs> in and out of prison. Shark Week has plummeted in terms of quality and respect. It's really? a joke. I'm not now. sure I've ever watched it. But... Oh, it's, it's around my house? It's a, We could have formed a religion around well, it. It had already jumped the shark, if you will, by the time my kids were old enough to get into it, yeah. from what I'd heard. So. Yeah. It, it, it used to be great, but now yeah. it's, uh, again, it's an embarrassment. Mailbag. You know, yes? That Stephen Colbert clip during Clips of the Week where he talks about how much kids have gone backwards in the schooling is a reminder once again that people leave out of this conversation. That whole thing was a failure. That was a failure. That didn't work. All right? The idea that, oh, let's do it again. It's crazy. The simpletons of the world can only handle one factor in their equation of of policy. The COVID's the only thing they can imagine. How about economic cost? How about the cost to the children emotionally? How about uh, the uh, educational setback? It's frustrating. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from the great Thomas Sowell. What multiculturalism boils boils down to is that you can praise any culture in the world except Western culture. And you cannot blame any culture in the world except Western culture. We've been saying that for years. He just uses prettier words. Uh, It's absolutely true. That is the attitude among the xenophiles. If it is not American, it is automatically wonderful, or really Western, developed Western world. And if it is Western world, it's terrible, whatever it is. All right, moving along to the correspondence proper. How to stop the Portland riots. Uh, Nick says, throw a stack of job applications at them. (laughs) That's pretty good. Reminds me of the old joke. The uh, looters uh, smashed the windows. They took the TVs. They took the microwaves. Uh, but uh, the display of work boots was untouched. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, let's see. This is uh, anonymous. I'm a school counselor working in a small rural uh, community here in California. My district, one of the rarest in the state because it's filled with leaders that have common sense, have decided to do the most logical thing and give parents the choice between coming to school every day with reasonable safety measures in place or stay at home with the online program. Sounds like a good idea, right? Letting parents choose, ha! Huh? Until Gavin Newsom steps in today at noon, he's going to make a big announcement about the reopening of schools. If I were a betting woman, I'd put my money on closing all of them down. How dare we give people a choice if they aren't going to choose what I want? Yep, so true. Oh, let's see. Oh, this is uh, S, just first initial S. Says we ought to get in touch with Congressman Tom McClintock, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, about the utterly uh, racist and outrageous display at the African American Museum about whiteness and and white uh, attitudes like hard work and uh, independence, um, and and see if we can do something about that. I think it's a pretty good idea. Let's see. Jared in Missouri writes Biden's VP choice. Well, his his subject line is Joe's talking Veep steaks. <laughs> His subject line is Veep Stakes. <laughs> well played. Jared writes, Biden's Veep choice isn't irrelevant in any way. 
At this point, they should have the VP debate Trump while a confused Biden looks on in an easy chair in the corner. (laughs) Actually, an e-debate with Biden unaware he's debating random Trump clips over the years could be a Comedy Central special. I'd pay to see that. (laughs) Wow, Jared, that is not kind. No. But it is hilarious. Oh, I should have read this one first because this is our lead story. Uh, Brian writes, congratulations on landing at number 23. On the Talkers Magazine Heavy 100 was that talk out? shows. Yeah. Weren't we 21 last year? I think we've the gone teens? down. I think we've gone backwards. How can that be? Slipping. Yeah. We've added a dozen stations. <laughs> How can... What, do, what is he? <laughs> this guy... I don't remember what Whatever. we were. Yeah, it's kind of a... Well, I, it's not a joke, but we, we, we do chuckle about it, oh, yeah. where we rank from year to year. Um, let's see. Moving along. How much time do we have? Uh, oh, my, we, we got 50 emails about masks. Okay. Um, oh, and I started a Twitter poll. Did you see that? I did not. Uh, wear masks within reason. Um, everybody wear a mask within reason, yes or no. Um, it's running 79% yes at this point among our Twitter followers. I just put it up, so the voting has been fairly modest. It's under 200 votes, but mm. um, anyway. The Attorney General, same as the FBI director a couple of weeks ago, gave a strong speech about how China is out to dominate us uh, in in every manner possible, legal and illegal. Sure. Uh, and it, it, it's just on, man. It is on. Everybody needs to recognize it. That and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Chris Ray told me that shortly after his speech last week, one of the leaders of the Chinese Communist Party pronounced that his speech was particularly disgusting. I told him that I was going to aim today to be despicable. But I'll settle for especially disgusting. Wow, Attorney General Barr yesterday. <laughs> Noted comedian William Barr. <laughs> wow. Any weddings I, you know, in the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> uh, putting aside the, uh, the, 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 the attempted humor there, um, I appreciated his message. Oh, you thought Chris Ray was harsh. Sit down, China. Well, I'm I'm glad we're calling Hold China. Hold my beer. Yeah, no kidding. I'm glad we're calling China out for what it is, or just or just calling the state of the world out for what it is. Uh, China has been what it is for quite a while, but for some reason we haven't said it out loud. Let's listen to a little more of the Attorney General yesterday, and then and then some comments. Just as consequential, however, are the PRC's plans to dominate the world's digital infrastructure through its Digital Silk Road initiative. I have previously spoken at length about the grave risks of allowing the world's most powerful dictatorship to build the next generation of global telecommunications networks known as 5G. Perhaps less widely known are the PRC's efforts to surpass the United States in other cutting-edge fields like artificial intelligence. Through innovations such as machine learning and big data, Artificial intelligence allows machines to mimic human functions, such as recognizing faces, interpreting spoken words, driving vehicles, and playing games of skill, 
much like chess or even more the more complex Chinese game of Go. In 2017, Beijing unveiled its next generation artificial intelligence plan, a blueprint for leading the world in AI by 2030. Whichever nation emerges as the global leader in AI will be in the will be best positioned to unlock not only its considerable economic potential, but a range of military applications, such as the use of computer vision to gather intelligence. General Barr said yesterday, I'm sorry, Attorney General Barr said yesterday, he warned that the Communist Chinese Party has launched an economic blitzkrieg to topple the U.S. from its perch as the world's superpower, laying out the threat as the most important issue of this century and calling for the free world to join together in a whole-of-society approach against it, which is an interesting term because that's what uh, the FBI Director Ray said a week ago, that China has a whole-of-society effort going on right now to become the lone superpower by whatever means necessary, which Mm -hmm. is an important phrase. Uh, Barr also said, How the United States' response to this challenge will have historic implications and will determine whether the United States and its liberal democratic allies will continue to shape their own destiny or whether the Communist Chinese Party and its autocratic tributaries will control the future. It's a battle for the world. It absolutely is, and China knows that. I'm reminded of uh, what Positive Sean has said about fisticuffs. Generally, the guy who wins the fight is the guy who realizes first, we're going to fight. Right. There's no talking our way out. We're about to throw dogs. And China is fully aware that it is in a fight, um, not necessarily one that we would like to be in. In fact, for decades, we tried not to be in a fight with China, but they've made it infinitely clear. Every inch you give, we will take, we will exploit, and, and to your detriment. Yeah, They're brutes. Just, it, it, yeah, the, the United States is just like I would be in, the, in this situation. <clears throat> That China runs in is like, I'm going to be the, the, the badass here and I'm going to control everything and do everything. I would be like the United States. No, no, no. We're civilized people. This isn't going to happen. There's not going to be a fight. Right. There, no fight will we'll occur. Trade, that would, that we'll would be work crazy. together. We'll have diplomacy, of course. And he is hell-bent on, yes, we are going to fight. And I'm thinking, no, that wouldn't actually happen, surely. That'd be crazy if we were fighting in this establishment. That, that wouldn't happen. It was nightmarish to me and idiotic and impossible to understand. That Europe in particular was so soft on letting China install their communications infrastructure. It shows how money talks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. But it's just, it's astounding to me. But then, you know, I've got to, I'm trying to be fair. I suppose with uh, virtually everybody in the U.S. went along with the idea that if we engage economically with China, they will reform. They'll become more open inevitably by interacting with us. More information will get to their people. They'll become good folks. Everybody, I believe that. Nixon believed Everybody believed that. And so, you know, if Bojo and Britain and France are a little late to the party, I suppose I can't be too harsh about it. But at this point, China's shown their cards. They've made the speeches. It's, it's infinitely clear what their goals are. So the idea that until, and it was the damn bat flu that, that, that made uh, Bojo and the Brits mad, the Chinese handling of the coronavirus. It wasn't just their evil nature in general. And I suppose, you know, whatever got them there, I should be glad for. But I'm like, you had to have the bad fever thing to realize China's evil. That's scary. Yeah, it is. 
Um, so what's a Cold War? Are we in a Cold War or not? Now, I've heard people say this for a couple of years now, and I was listening to Neil Ferguson, the historian on a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. He said, we are clearly in a Cold War with China, and I thought, that seems a little far. But then I heard uh, Director Ray's speech from the FBI, and what Attorney General Barr said, you say, hell yeah, we're in a Cold War every bit as much as we were with the Soviet Union, in my opinion. What's the definition, by the way? The dictionary definition is noun. A state of political hostility between countries characterized by threats, propaganda, and other measures short of open warfare. In specific, they say, the state of political hostility that existed between the Soviet Union and the United States between 1945 and 1990. I think we're fully there. In what way do you think we're not? Uh, To put it a little more clearly, who am I to criticize the dictionary? Uh, it's it's a situation where two or more countries are attacking each other in every way they can find short of open warfare because we they are attacking us in many ways with open warfare thousands on, of counterintelligence cases are open right now with guns pointed at each other and open warfare is certainly an option is part of it too and 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 that's and we're there yeah well, and proxy wars. That, I mean, Lord oh yeah. knows there are plenty of those during the 20th century. But but that's sending two aircraft carriers and then flying that plane 28 hours overnight to show them we could get there before they could launch their 100-hour attack on Taiwan that they were bragging about? Yeah. That's pretty cold war-y. Yep. Yep. They've got spies all over the damn country. It's just it's just weird that we don't we're not in, we're not taking it the same way. I grew up with you know all these movies about Russian spies and you know uh, hiding under our desks for in case a bomb came and all these different things. Why we don't accept that that's where we are with China? I don't get. Early days, I guess. Maybe we we need to wake up from. I mean, you and I are among you know laymen. We're we're geopolitics freaks. I mean, we're sure. into oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, it's going to take a while for Americans to wake up to it. Honestly. Wake up. And, and, <laughs> Thank you. The, it's that sort of bold leadership we need. Uh, also, everything, everything, everything is so politicized right now. Uh, true that. I mean, you'd almost have to have uh, Barack Obama and 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 Bill Barr and and Trump and and Carter and 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 the ghost of Reagan all stand arm in arm and and sing from the same songbook to right. get people to pay attention. Uh seems and, very unlikely to happen, Joe. Well, they got that hologram thing. That's now. true. That's true. Nixon and Kennedy bonded as young congressmen over the fact that they, you know, who hated the Soviet Union the most. Uh and came up both as anti-communists. We don't have that sort of thing going right now. Right. You can't be on the same side of an issue. Um, oh, one other thing, and we'll... Well, well in the American left is awfully soft on Marxism these days. Awfully. Well, and so they will be calling out some of their uh, colleagues. We mentioned Hollywood, and I grew up, you know, James Bond, it was always Soviet spies, and, you know, the, the, so many movies were about that because there were Soviet spies everywhere, just like there are Chinese spies everywhere. They've stolen billions of dollars worth of our technology. That Don't, sounds a little racist to me. Um, right. Well, so uh, Barr got into yesterday how businesses need to quit treating China the way they do, and then he took on Hollywood and say, you you regularly lecture us about how we should live um, and talk about censorship, but you are now censoring your movies if China says you need to take this out before we'll allow this in the country. You will self-censor movies because you're worried about what China thinks. And, you know, called out Hollywood for that, which I really appreciate. Oh, that's China should be making blockbusters with the good guy catching Chinese spies 
trying to infiltrate America. Oh, Hollywood should? Hollywood yeah. should. Yeah. But we aren't. No, absolutely not. No, you got some vaguely Hispanic-looking guy who's the bad guy <laughs> in most of these movies. Slightly Arab-looking, So maybe. we could take on the enemy that was the Soviet Union because they happen to be Caucasian, but we can't take on the enemy that is China because they're Chinese and it might look racist. That's how stupid wow. we've become. No, yes. be, because we want the, because they well, want their movies to be played oh, that, there. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's purely greed, yeah, although yeah, right. the racism thing does play in. It, 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 we're not seeing it because China's so powerful a censor, nobody's making those movies. You know, it's funny. I was in the, uh, the, the lunchroom getting a little caffeine juice. And I was listening to the news. I think it was the unwatchable CNN. And they were running through COVID statistics, but they were scientifically invalid statistics for the reasons we've discussing. We've discussed many times. There's no random sampling. Um, you, If you test twice as many people today as you did yesterday and report twice as many cases today, that is of no significance. And I thought, there are millions of people who don't understand how bad and how dumb this is. And they're being indoctrinated into dumbness. And I thought, this, this is what it looks like to see a society devolve. We're getting dumber <laughs> as a society. Am I wrong? No. No, absolutely not. It, it, we are getting dumber. Well, and, and, and certainly harshly angry tribal politics is that an intellectual step forward or backward clearly backward the movie idiocracy should be required viewing every year in school for kids (laughs) every year arguably the greatest documentary ever made right yeah yeah the uh you know the, the idiot writers thought they were writing a comedy but the point is that that we're devolving there there is an inverse relationship between intelligence and success in the number of children people have now that's not to say if you have a number of children several children that makes you dumb no it's it's a it's a statistical thing there are plenty of brilliant people who have lots of kids a lot of nice mormon families catholic families whatever um but, yeah, I, I believe we have peaked as a society hmm. and are now declining, which is okay. It happens. Moving down. I'm declining as a human being individually. Why? I'm still having a good time. <laughs> but we are moving down. <laughs> don't think there's any denying it. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The ongoing discussion about schools, one of the more important decisions being made uh, across the country that that I can remember. Never thought it would ever be a discussion in my lifetime, whether kids go to school or not. Interesting. It is indeed troubling, confusing. So uh, this is a a piece of, uh, well, it's writing. Somebody wrote this. <laughs> it's not clear to me who, but I would love to give them credit. Lori sent it along. It's uh, packed with emojis, Jack, which you would enjoy because mm. you're a big fan of the art form. Mm. Um, it is written in the style by of, a child, then. of a person, probably a young woman, jotting a note 
to her friends. Um, and uh, well, I'll just launch into it. We, we will probably not read the whole thing because it's rather long. But uh, dear diary, twenty twenty edition. In January, Australia caught on fire. I don't even know if that fire was put out because we straight up almost went to war with Iran. We might actually still be almost at war with them. I don't know because Jen Aniston and Brad Pitt spoke to one another at an awards show and everybody flipped the crap out. But then there was this thing in uh, on bats in China. Then Prince Harry and Meghan peaced out of the royal family. And there was the whole impeachment trial. And then coronavirus showed up in the U.S. officially. But then Kobe died and the U.K. peaced out of the European Union. <laughs> this is January. And it's this is so th- that this, was January. Yes. And and why this is so brilliant. My God, how long did it take to write this? You know, piecing together all of those news stories because it's very good. It's very accurate. Anyway, in February, Iowa crapped itself with the caucus results. And oh, the pres- that's right. The caucus in <laughs> Iowa. Like, boy, you talk about something I couldn't have told you was this year. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I look crapped itself <laughs> with the caucus results, and the president was acquitted. And the speaker of the house took ten whole years to rip up a speech. Then the WHO decided to give the virus uh, the name COVID nineteen, which confused some really important people in charge of like our lives into thinking there were eighteen other versions before it. But then Harvey Weinstein was found guilty, and us Americans started asking if Corona beer was safe to drink. And everyone on Facebook suddenly became a doctor who just knew the flu like killed way more people than COVID one through eighteen. Um, I, how about Nancy Pelosi tearing up the speech? Yeah, I couldn't I have told it. you what year that happened <laughs> I either. Know it. I that know. had to be like twenty seventeen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. In March, stuff hit the fan. Warren dropped out of the presidential race, and Sanders like, burn your bust. But then Italy <laughs> shut his whole country down, and then COVID, not 1 through 18, officially became what everybody already realized, a pandemic. And then a nationwide state of emergencies was, was declared in the U.S., but it didn't really change anything. So everyone was confused or thought it was still just a flu. Then COVID, not 18, was like, y'all still not taking me seriously? I'm going to infect the one celebrity everybody loves, and totally infected Tom Hanks. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Get y'all to close all the schools so y'all can appreciate teachers for once, because you can't teach them anything other than, other than how to use a touch screen. Close down all the salons so you can't get your hair done or your nails done. Everyone had to work from home and attend Zoom meetings in their underwear. Then the Dow took a crap on itself, and most of us still don't understand why the stock market is so important or even a thing. We were then all introduced to Tiger King, and the one thing we can all agree on this year, Carol totally killed her husband. Whacked him. (laughs) And then Netflix was like, you're welcome. And we realized there was no way we were washing our hands enough in the first place because all of our hands are now dry and gross and we're all searching for lotion now. (laughs) That's we're just at the end of March. Uh, You want April? I'll give you April. In April, Bernie finally busted himself out of the presidential race, but then New York City became the set of the walking dead. And we learned that no one has face masks, ventilators or toilet paper. Or the freaking Swiffer wet jet liquid. And by now our outgrowth is showing, so there's no shortage on box hair dye. And all of our hairdressers are like, no, don't. But then Kim Jong-un died, but then he came back to life. Or did he? Who knows? Because then the Pentagon released videos of UFOs, and nobody cared. And we were like, man, it's only April. (laughs) 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 You know, why don't we drop a little more on this uh, of this on you uh, later, but... The part I love is the January-February stuff. All those giant stories that now seem so quaint hmm. and almost, almost uh, I don't know, I, I, I long for them like I long for the days of my youth. Ah, Nancy Pelosi tearing up the speech in a 
stupid showboating maneuver and, uh, you know, the various uh, political uh, troubles and Jen and Brad Pitt and Harry and Meghan and the rest of it. Oh. I'm I'm pretty sure the word COVID-19 never came up in the State of the Union address at the end of January, though it was uh, roaring through China because mm-hmm. nobody in the world really, I mean, and, 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 you know, Trump and Nancy and Bill de Blasio and others were still, go to the parade, have a good time. You have to take COVID patients into your nursing homes and yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, well, it would have helped. The The problem is we belong to this organization, you know, the WHO, that's all about world health. And uh, one of the uh, most important participants, China, was lying like crazy. And uh, WHO was helping them cover it up. So Karen went after a woman in her bikini. We got audio on that. If you can handle another Karen story. I cannot. I cannot either. Oh, this one's kind of funny. It's exhausting. Oh, beyond exhausting. Oh, you know what? That that whole uh, quote-unquote Karen phenomenon, I I have a hard time making the word come out of my mouth because I believe it to be repugnant. Uh, I have a counterpoint to that. Okay. Um. It has to do with how the media, even if you try not to let the media shape your perceptions, mm. they still do, and they absolutely twist your perception of the world. So we'll talk about that. And more on China. I want to hear more of Bill Barr laying the wood to China. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, what's not good stuff is going to war with China. That would not be good stuff. Better than being overrun. Armstrong and Getty.